Based on 20-year averages, in a regular year, the Northwest Territories experiences about 245 fires affecting 570,000 hectares of land, and the firefighting budget is about $7.5 million. Hi, I'm Chris May, writer, producer, and host of This Day in Weather History, now in its second year from the Weather Network in Canada. For July 3rd, we look back to the Northwest Territories wildfires that we pick up in progress on this day in weather history. By the time July 3rd, 2014 rolled around, there had already been 123 fires reported in the territory, of which at least 92 were still active and 13 were thought to be human-caused. But the smoke reached as far away as Bismarck, North Dakota, and that's over 2,000 kilometers away. The smoke over most affected regions surrounding Great Slave Lake led to dramatically poor air quality and visibility reductions that resulted in numerous health alerts and road closures. Over the full duration of the season, its smoke was also observed drifting into the Nunavut territory and east to the Maritime provinces and then over the Atlantic as far as Portugal. So you're probably thinking right now, how is this a weather story if there was no weather? Something I profess time and time again is that the lack of weather oftentimes has a direct negative effect on life. See droughts, heat-related illnesses, sunburns in the summer and winter, blinding sun causing traffic accidents. And then there are wildfires, which need far more rain than any fire brigade could ever provide to get them under control, let alone extinguish. So yes, this is one of those no-weather-actually-made-it-worse stories. Welcome to year two of this podcast. Right now, you're listening to the full version of today's story on your favorite podcast provider. But there's also the daily podcast video short. They're shot right here in my podcast recording studio, so you get that perspective. But oftentimes, they will include visuals from that day's event, from when it happened, in weather history. So after listening to the full story, go check out the podcast video short on television or online anytime at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. The fires burned a record 34 kilometers that cost the Northwest Territories Department of Environment and Natural Resources $55 million fighting the fires of 2014. In actuality, the majority of the 2014 wildfires occurred in the regions surrounding Great Slave Lake, and the fires themselves were mostly lightning-triggered. Lightning was the overwhelming cause of these fires. However, the effects were much farther reaching beyond the dozens of kilometers scorched and the dollars spent. There was its domino effect impact on wildlife in the region. Follow me. First, remember the region that's affected. This is indigenous land, and its many hunters in the population need a robust animal wildlife for food. What do they hunt? Well, caribou is up there among the top animals hunted, but caribou generally avoid burnt areas and will develop new migration routes, making it now more difficult for hunters to find them. And where the fires haven't hit the no-weather story was playing a tragic role. The hot, dry weather was hard on lichen, a primary food source for caribou. So they would search everywhere for their food. And if they could not, it would still lead to a poor physical state going into hunting season in the fall, rendering the caribou relatively useless for the hunters even if they did catch them. Both the caribou and the hunters lose in this scenario. Storms lacking rainfall, but rich in dry lightning, 
will trigger fires and therefore the frequency of extreme fire weather days are expected to increase. All of this adds up to the likelihood of the Northwest Territories being more prone to extreme dry and warm conditions and therefore extreme fire seasons. Hey, do you like the podcast? We'd love to hear from you. If you have an idea, go right now to wherever you're listening to me and rate us if you would, please. It's on a five-star system and we would love as many stars as you can afford. So rate us, but then also review us. This way we can always stay on top of how you'd like to see the show evolve. Then remember to subscribe to this podcast. Click the subscribe or follow button right there on the very same podcast homepage you're listening on. You'll be immediately reminded that the next day is ready to listen to and you also have access to every episode in the archives. It dates back to June 1st of 2020, so there is a lot that we got to get caught up on on this day in weather history. Tomorrow is July 4th. And for all of my American listeners and followers and family, actually, happy 4th of July. Happy Independence Day. Tomorrow's story, the July 4th multi-tornado outbreak through Saskatchewan. On this day in weather history with me, your host, Chris May.